All right, so do you remember – here's a question for you. Do you remember the wafers that had cream in the middle of them? They are real soft, like crunchy. Yeah, I do actually. Dude. All right, so we used to eat those like crazy growing up, right? So I found a pack today of those. They're worst packaging ever. It's a big square package, but it they were s'more flavored. Bro, I just bashed like half of the entire thing. Dude, uh, Drew loves those. Does He's he? All, oh, yeah. We have like the strawberry ones and the vanilla ones. My mom turned oh, a lot of those. Oh, the strawberry ones. We have, a whole pack, we have a whole pack in the uh, in the pantry here, actually. God, I went on a rampage as soon as the kids went to bed. Well, in bed, I guess. But anyways, all right, what's up, everybody? All the Extra Points Podcast, episode 17. We got a guest host tonight because Mr. Max is in Hawaii living it up with his wife. He had his wedding this past week. So we got Mike Pisani filling in today. Mike, how we doing? Yo, yo, yo. So, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different podcast. We're going to go deep into basketball, which is funny because this is Mac's, Mac's favorite topic. But we got Coach K, which is the big news this week. We got LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, a little bit of bourbon talk. I got some fun would-you-rathers for Mike. And then our Mount Rushmore is probably my favorite of all time, speaking of snacks. Sna- or, uh, after Mount Rushmore of after 10 p.m. snacks. So, Ooh. yeah. I know. I think I think I got a good rundown that's going to surprise you too, because uh, Mike and I always taught me. He sends me. He's on candy hunting Instagram. I swear, dude, you're killing me with that. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me for that too. I'm always like sending things over. I don't know. It pops up on the feed, and I can't help it. Dude, I look for every one that you post too, every single one. And then Dana's friend, my, your wife uh, Maggie, put the kids onto those Klondike milkshakes, and I swear to God, they could, they would have those every night if they could. Oh, they're de- but, they're delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, first off, podcast for the week. Have to jump right into this one with Mike being on the podcast. I had to go with probably Mike and I's one of our favorite bourbons, Blanton Single Barrel ninety three proof. You just can't beat it, man. You just can't. Completely agree. It's like liquid gold in your mouth. Now we were talking last. Oh, we were drinking it a couple nights ago, and. I can see why people say, you know, oh, they don't like it. And it but the thing is, is it's 93 proof. You can't sit there and expect, expect it to just blow your mind with flavor and heat. It's, a, it's an easy drinker. It's the easiest drinker. Completely agree. Very smooth. But that, that, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Are you drinking anything tonight? I actually just popped a Sierra Nevada Summer Break Session Hazy IPA. Never had it. It's you're pretty on, good though. You're on, you're on the beer trend right now. See, I'm going to be on that this weekend. Yeah, I mean, this warm... me. Go ahead. No, I mean, anytime you start. Well, I guess the weather's been kind of crappy, but it's going to heat up this weekend. But yeah, I mean, summer summertime, you know, beers just taste better. I mean, oh yeah. You know. I mean, especially after you mow. I mean, after you get done mowing and you just go right out there and just kill it. I mean, you can grab a beer afterwards. Oh, you just can't beat that. My sister-in-law just sent me over. So I'm going down to Wilmington uh, tomorrow to be with my parents because I have all three kids and Kelly's in Florida at a bachelorette party for four days. So obviously I'm not going to try to, you know, be a, a single dad. So because I'm, I'm not trying to do that. But she sent me this thing she wants because we're playing in a golf outing and she's going to go. She like drives around in the car and she sent me this Bud Light Seltzer, the retro summer. Have you seen this yet? Are they the uh, like tie dye cans or something? 
Yeah, they're cherry limeade, blue raspberry, and summer ice. I just picked up a 12-pack of them today. Um, that's the benefit of being in Westerville is you get everything because Columbus is such a test market and Anheuser-Busch is right beside us. Yeah, that's sweet. So, um, which is one of my customers, which is pretty cool. But so, yep, we got my 12 pack of wine rolls for the boys and 12 pack of Bud Light seltzers for, for there you, uh, sister. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're going to have some fun though this weekend going down there and golfing, but, um, I mean, we'll see how Grammy does sleeping in a different place. He was our COVID baby. But, uh, so yeah, we're going to break right into the big news going on right now. Uh, we found out yesterday, which wasn't super crazy, you know, to hear just at his age, but Mr. Coach K, I'm not going to try to say his real name, retiring at the end of the year. So that means your boy, Coach K, because you're a big Duke fan. And my boys, the Carolina Tar Heels are both going to have new coaches in 2022, which is going to be weird. Oh yeah. They're going to show the sidelines and it's just going to be odd. Just, what, what was your take on Coach K here? I mean, like you said, not surprised. I mean, it's it's been brewing for a few years, I'd say, probably. I mean, you know, you get into your 70s especially, and he's been coaching for so long. I mean, it's just – and he's done the Olympics and everything else, and I just think it's a never-ending, you know. I mean, those big-time programs especially. I mean, college coaching is an, a year-round thing. I mean, he probably works every day pretty much, so – I think it's probably time to ride off into the sunset, get one last uh, – it'd be cool to see him make a run next year. I know you're a Carolina guy. I mean, I don't know if it'll happen, but, you know. Yeah, but those be, are the stories you, you live for. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to see them – well, they weren't even in the tournament this past year, which is shocking, but the whole year was kind of odd in that way. But, you know, it would be cool to see them at least have a shot, you know, and make something happen, at least for him, you know. I guess we'll see what happens, though. I mean, listen to this. Coach K, I'm trying to be the stat guy because Max isn't here. Five NCAA championships, 12 Final Fours, 12 regular season ACC titles, and 13 ACC tournament champions championships. His record – tell me if this is wrong because I feel like this is wrong. So he has been a head coach for 45 years. He's been at Duke for 40 seasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So his, and his record is a 1,084 – in 291. So, yeah, it's, after no, yeah, I mean just just after saying that, do you think this will be the hardest job to ever replace in all of college sports? Oh, I mean it has to be. I mean, he's got the most wins NCAA Division 1 history. He's got the titles. He has three Olympic gold medals, which I know aren't NCAA related, but still, that resume is something else i mean he's won in different decades with different teams and the, the game has changed so much over his time there i mean it's not that, really. that's an imp- that's almost an impossible seat to or impossible shoes to fill if you will i mean shire's coming in you know obviously an ex-player he's been on the bench for a few years now helping him so out that's good that's going to be the guy they pretty much said that right yeah i mean he's they, they essentially they had a retirement press conference today, Coach K did, and you know the coach in waiting is Shire, so he's yeah. They can't really say yet, but yeah, he's coming in. Good. I mean, you know, I mean, Duke wow. and Carolina both went with you know ex players essentially to mm-hmm. you know fill the shoes. So we'll see. It's going to be a new uh, new wave, if you will, of college basketball. I mean, those are the two biggest programs, or two of the biggest programs. So, what do you think of Shire coming in? I mean, 
I don't really know if it matters who they would have hired or if they, you know, obviously they went with the inside, you know, uh, hire, but, you know, does it matter who, I mean, who would have made sense to go there? And you would have been like, oh, all right, yeah, it makes, I mean, who, who, what coach could go there? You know, Brad Stevens is, you know, obviously he's, well, that's a whole other topic, but he steps mm-hmm. down from Celtics head coach to become the president. And right, that was actually a promotion. I mean, he's going to get yeah. more money. So I, I don't, mean, so I don't think he would, is he going to, he's not going to coach. That's been said. Yeah. He's not coaching. He's going to help them find their next coach. So Boston, wow, that's a solid team. I mean, they got Tatum, they have a young core, you know, that's going to be a, but that, what I'm getting at is if Stevens were to be named the Duke coach, let's just say everyone would say, Oh, well, you know, great young mind, this and that and whatever else. But I mean, at the end of the day, you're replacing coach K. I mean, who goes there and, you know, fits right in. I mean, it's going to take some time, but yeah. winning changes everything. So if Shire goes in there and they're able to, you know, they're still going to be able to recruit, you know, I mean, it's Duke. They don't really. What about that dude who was there forever? I forget his name right now. The head, the assistant coach, uh, weird last name. Um, gosh, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Wojo. Yeah. Why, what, why didn't, I mean, where's he at now? I know he's he's around, but I, I weirdly uh, want to say I could be wrong. I believe he's the Marquette head coach. You'd have to check that. I thought he I think just he's got co- fired from there. He might have. Who was the head coach? He previous yeah, he just got let go there. Okay. I mean, I kind of thought he would be, you know, in that running, but he really didn't do very very well at Marquette. And um, maybe he come maybe he comes back in the next year or two, you know, under Shire as just a you know assistant or whatever. I mean. They like to keep it, you know, within house. So I'm sure he'll have a few guys that were teammates or, you know, guys he is used to working with at Duke that are going to fill out that coaching staff to help him. I mean, Shire, that's just crazy to me. I mean, the dude's 33 years old. He's about to take over the Duke Blue Devils with zero head coaching experience. That's insane. (laughs) I mean, I, I hope he can get it done. I do. I, I didn't – I mean, I like Shy. I remember when he I, he was there because, you know, I remember you guys had him and Paulus. And then we had Wes Miller, uh, Tyler Frazier. I mean, it was it was a, a white-on-white battle there for a little bit. But uh, Shire was – I mean, he was a shooter. He could do it all. He seemed like he has the mind for it too. He seems like a kid who would go to Duke. You know, yeah, he I mean, really does. Yeah, everybody that – you know, I don't know enough about him coaching wise i mean but everybody has said at least you know and again what else are they going to say but they've said that same thing you know he has that high basketball iq that understanding of the game obviously he's been under coach k for a little bit now playing for him and now coaching with him that you know he's going to be completely prepared i mean coach k said he's still going to be in the background you know a staple of the community if sure. you will. i mean so he's going to be someone he can lean on obviously whenever but it's just right, not going to be Dean the Smith same did. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I mean, you, it's just don't, you don't easily replace those kind of guys. So, I mean, they, well, I mean, and this is the new way to do it. See, back, you know, when the Tar Heels transitioned over, they brought in Roy Williams, who was already a, a seasoned head coach at Kansas, <clears throat> and you know, kind of took took that program. And and there wasn't a big dent. You know, a couple years after Coach you know, Roy was there, he won a championship. So. I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is the new thing to do is to give these young guys a, a, a chance. And I, I would have liked to see Stevens go back to the, to, to coach, but it doesn't make any sense for him because now he has that front office job where he's going to be just making dirty money. So, I mean, in, unless he ha- thinks he has something to prove, which I don't think he does. And like you said, 
that Boston team, they're they're there. I mean, if they didn't get hurt, if if or if uh, Jalen didn't get hurt in the season, who knows what happens with them? I mean, I don't think they definitely get ran out of the gym four to one. But yeah. oh man, yeah. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, Stevens, you know, really when you think about it, a guy goes, you know, he's at Butler. He has two back to back, you know, title game appearances, which. One was, you know, lost to Duke where Hayward almost banked in that half quarter. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, know Stevens, know. Stevens yeah. as, a, as a pro head coach, had he was decent. I mean, they had playoff appearances, but he never really got over the hump as the coach to where I think a lot of people, when he got hired, and even those first few years were like, man, like, I really want him to be our head coach, you know. The Cavs yeah. are, you know, they were whirling around and, you know, Oh, do we want Ty Lue anymore? Do we want this or that? You know, Stevens, Stevens had that hot name that I think a lot of teams wanted him. A lot of fan yeah. bases wanted him to come there. And obviously, if the guy, you know, like you said, he's going up into the front office, you know, those jobs are few and far between. So are head coach jobs. But he could have easily gone back to college to coach. You know, I'm sure Duke would have had him. You know, obviously, Indiana was another hot, you know, school that people thought he'd come back to, you know, that state, you know, where Butler is and, you know, want to coach the Hoosiers, but clearly I just don't understand why he left college. I think he was just such a good college. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's done okay in, in the NBA, but I mean, they really formed a team around him. I just, I feel like he was such a good college coach because he could actually coach these kids. You know, that's what they need. They need an actual coach. They need someone who can be a mentor to them. And I think he was so good at that. When I heard he's going to the NBA, I mean, yeah, you're not going to ever turn down the Boston Celtics job. Uh, no, I mean, you I look, Indiana offered him $7 million a year to come home, essentially, and he turned that down. I mean, that's – oh, man, I, I just – I liked him. But, I mean, there's also a lot that, – that, that shit wears you out recruiting like that. So, um, uh, yeah, what I a – it's yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think Shire's going to come in and hopefully – you know, do something good. I think, you know, Davis for Carolina hopefully can do something good, you know, and I mean, let's have to go from there. Yeah. I it's mean, it's going to be a weird couple of years, man. It is. Well, I mean, I, mean whole, I, I don't think we fall far. I mean, we're still North Carolina and Duke. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're, you're two of the biggest, you know, programs ever. And I mean, if not the biggest two programs, yeah. I mean, you could argue, I know you other teams in that conversation, but look at the, what these teams have done, especially recently. Except for last year was the first year where both of us sucked. And that yeah, was and, rare. and UCLA last year ended up making that tournament run, and they hadn't been good in years. So, which was so cool to see Mick Cronin do that. Oh, that was fun for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch how it plays out. Uh, and and Coach K and it, I think he needs to get you know every game he's going to have a special ovation. I'm actually excited to see what North Carolina does for him in their, in their final game. And I hate to say this, but uh, it's, you know, I would almost like to see him win that last game at home against North Carolina to get that, because I mean, if there's any coach in the world that deserves it, it's him. So. Yeah, I would, um, I would agree. Cheers and hats off to coach K. I mean, hell of a career, you know, he's got one season left here, but you know, he's the, he's the best, uh, you know, college coach ever for basketball. That's for sure. So kudos to him. Well, I mean, you know, it, it hurts coming out of my mouth. It tastes like gasoline. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's tough to see him go. Just, you know, we're at that age where we're starting to see people that we've watched our entire lives leave the sports that they're in. I mean, Drew Brees, 
um, Phillip Rivers, you know, you got all these guys in football too. I mean, LeBron's coming up. We had Kobe, you know, rest in peace, but Shaq, you know, it's just, it sucks to see these guys start to start to go away because you just loved watching them. Well, it's not um, even just, it's not even just, they go away. It's then they get, you know, they got to wait a few years before they can go into their respective hall of fames. But then that time comes up. I mean, look at this past, you know, a few weeks ago. I mean, you had Garnett, Duncan, and Kobe as your Hall of Fame class or the main pieces mm-hmm. of the Hall of Fame class. I mean, those guys were three guys that you and I and, and everybody grew up watching and, you know, falling in love with the game with those guys playing. And they not only are they retired, but then now they're already in the Hall of Fame. So it's just – it is crazy how the guys keep churning. They had the new wave of all these players in the MLB – NBA, NFL coming up that are essentially replacing these guys that we just, you know, we loved. You know, there's kids younger than us, obviously, that they have their guys they love, and they don't even know who the hell, you know, half these guys are that we loved. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, for us, like, you know, my big one was T Mac. I love Tracy McGrady. He's still probably my favorite NBA player of all time. And I mean, yeah, he got inducted a few years ago, but. I mean, it's it it sucks to see it happen, and it's going to continue to happen. I mean, I just I mean, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see you know what happens with Coach K, you know, this next year, and hopefully, you guys can make a run. But uh, that's all the time I'm going to give the Duke because that was more than I wanted to give you guys, anyways. So that's, that's what happens <laughs> that's when you ask you ask me to be the guest host, and I'm a Duke fan. You know, we're going to talk. About I it. mean, yeah. It wasn't all. I forgot about it for a second. (laughs) Oh, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, we went off there, but we're good. Um, So the next topic, obviously, is you know another team that we have kind of followed because you know our undying love for on the court LeBron. um, Personally, you know my opinion on that, but we don't get into politics on this uh, off the court stuff, but. Um, I mean, we both, you know, being being Cleveland fans, we both have nothing but love for LeBron when it comes to basketball. Uh, we want to see him do great, and they are not looking too hot right now without Anthony Davis. Now, you would know more than I would. Is Anthony Davis coming back tonight? I just saw, just got a tweet coming through from my sources. No, not really. The, uh, <laughs> I saw I saw Woj said that uh, Davis is going to give it a go tonight uh, in pregame warmups and see if he can see if he's going to be healthy enough to play. Um, this reminds me of Durant. Yeah, I mean, like, part of you thinks, you know, Davis has been beat up, you know, for some time now. I mean, and I don't know. You start getting into, like, anything, the waist below, if you will, these, you know, your hip, your knees, your ankles, your feet, your groins, your hamstrings. I mean, it's all connected. I don't know. I just, I just fear that they need him to be a long-term player, you know, and you put him out mm-hmm. there tonight and you need to win tonight and you need him to be healthy because if you win tonight, you have to, you know, play Saturday, you know, in Phoenix in game seven. Yeah. And I don't really know. <clears throat> I mean, this, this reflects on LeBron, obviously, when you look at it, I don't, I mean, they still have a team around LeBron, um, but that game was one of the worst playoff games I've seen <laughs> in a while. And they just look like a different team and LeBron looked beat. 
Um, and I mean, the thing is, is like LeBron's no spring chicken, man. I mean, he, you know, when he, when he had to do it all in Cleveland, he still did it all in Cleveland, but he was four or five years younger than he is now. And he was still hands down the best player in the league. Now, I mean, do I think he's still the best player in the league now? Probably, but uh, it's tough to say in the first round of this, you know, they get drawn up with the Phoenix Suns who are one of the hottest teams in basketball and youngest teams in basketball. And I remember Max was saying, oh, it's a nightmare matchup for Phoenix. Yeah, but we see what Phoenix can do. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Max isn't on here to talk about it, but I mean, he uh, he's right in a way that I think a lot of people thought that when that happened and L.A. ended up with the seventh seed, I mean, especially after the first year game, and L.A. was up two to one, and then obviously Davis gets hurt, and I think a lot of people thought, man, this is – this is going to be over in five, you know, six games tops. And now we're in game six tonight and LA is down three, two rather than up oh, yeah, three, two. Cause Chris Paul was supposed to be out. If Chris Paul was out, that was going to be a huge hit. And now he's back playing fine. Um, and uh, well, the thing uh, with now, the, the, okay. the thing with this Lakers team is on paper, they do have a lot of individual talent. You, know, you got Drummond who's been an all-star in the past. You have, Dennis Schroeder, who's, you know, a fine young player. You have Caldwell Pope. Well, he's beat up as well. But, you know, you have these guys that are pretty solid role players. But as a team – I mean, he's not – I mean, he's washed up now, but he could still go out there and play. Yeah, I mean, you know, they have more – you know, one of the Morris twins there. They have guys there that can play. It's just they don't like – that other night was probably a bad example just because of how bad the game went for him. But they don't seem to play like a team, whereas, like, the Cavs teams that LeBron led. Now, granted, yeah, he was a few years younger, but still, he had guys that had defined roles and they were okay. And you knew what you were going to get out of them. You knew what Tristan Thompson was going to do. You knew what J.R. Smith was going to do. You knew what you were getting out of, you know, Kevin Love if he was healthy out there. You knew what you were getting out of, you know, Corver and Channing Fry, Richard. Jer- I mean, the list goes on and on, you know, over those yeah. years. You knew what those guys were doing and they played as a team. Now, at least from my perspective, this Lakers team, they may have more individual talent than some of those Cavs teams did top to bottom, but they just, they don't play like that team. They don't have any knockdown shooters. You know, LeBron goes down the court. He's passing the guys. He's used to having two or three guys out there that can shoot the three ball consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that hasn't been there. No, you look at, you look at it there and you just named that Cavs team though. That team was ridiculous. I mean, and look, and they barely beat the Warriors, you know, and they lost to the Warriors. Like, you, that's another thing. Like, in in the NBA, you had back when back when LeBron was with the Lakers, you had you had LeBron and the Cavs. I'm sorry, when he was with the Cavs, you had LeBron and the Cavs, and you had the Warriors, and you knew they were going to meet. You knew it. There was no one who was going to get in front of them. OKC had a chance. They didn't do it. There was all year, every year, it was for three or four straight years, you knew they were going to get to the finals. So, but now you look at it, it's a toss-up, man. I mean, there's six teams right now that I can think of that would easily make the playoffs, two of which I'm watching right now, and or the finals, two of which I'm watching right now, the Trailblazers and the Nuggets. Yeah. The Mavericks, the Nets, the Clippers, uh, the Suns. I mean, I think it's pretty much a shoe-in that the Nets are going to get in. But yeah, I mean <laughs> – all of those teams you just named, you know, other than the Nets, I mean, at least from what I recall, you just said, I think most of them were, or if not all of them, other than Brooklyn, were the Western Conference teams, which they are. Every other team is in the, there's only one team 
in the, uh, that's on the other side that I think can do anything, and that's the Nets. And I don't think who's going to beat them. You know, well, yeah, I mean, I, real quick, real quick, you already have your final four for the East set. I mean, you have, you know, Brooklyn and Mil- Brooklyn and Milwaukee is going to be it's going to be a tough series. I don't think Milwaukee's there yet. I know they don't want to keep pushing that and thinking, you know, Giannis yeah. is an MVP and all that. I get it, but. The Nets, this Nets team, healthy, just has way too much firepower. I don't see the Nets right. losing to them. Um, and then, you know, you have Philly and Atlanta, but, you know, Philly, even with Embiid, it, you know, he's got that partially torn meniscus, they said. I mean, that's going to be huge. I mean, how long can he, you know, play on that, especially if they get past the Hawks? An Embiid at not 100% versus either Brooklyn or Milwaukee down low well, against Giannis. Right. He's just not going to – Brooklyn not getting to the finals would be a complete and utter shock. Um, you know, now, I don't I th- think Atlanta even has the firepower without – without um, MB, MB playing, or without, yeah. With MB, yeah. But, I mean, that – you know, the Knicks were made to the playoffs. Congratulations to the Knicks. But they're still a year or two. And I say that probably yeah, a year or two out. Yeah, I mean, they're a year or two out, and – the other thing too is they're a player or two out too, and that's really what it comes down to. Is they're not there yet, but they need somebody else, and mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing I think to take that next step. I mean, there's a lot of teams that like start knocking on the door of the trying to get to the conference finals, and they're like, oh, "Can we get to the second round? Can we get to conference?" I mean, to get all the way to the finals and then actually win it. I mean, that's just a very hard thing to do. I mean, as we've seen in the years past, so it well, takes a special team. Yeah, you got to look at what's going on, though. I mean, the Nets are kind of blowing through everybody, and they're probably going to do that until they get to the finals. And then they're probably going to have a long time to just sit because the Western Conference teams are just beating each other up. And that's going to be an issue when it comes down to it because the Nets are going to be able to sit back, take a few days off, and watch these teams battle and try to play them because I mean I bet I guarantee whatever Western Conference final game it is it's going to go seven. It probably so will. If it doesn't, yeah. I'll be surprised. Yeah, I mean, and if I had to guess right now, judging um, this is off of AD not playing, I would if I had to guess, I would probably say it's going to be now. Mar- now, quote me if I'm wrong here because I don't know who I don't know how they match up. But do who do the who does the Mavericks Clippers play after this? Do you know that? Yeah, so you have so you have the Jazz are the one seed, and they already beat the Grizzlies, so the Jazz are sitting there waiting. Um, you have Phoenix as the oh, two okay. seed. Phoenix is the two seed and has you know the Lakers on the ropes as of tonight. They could you know knock them out. But if the and Lakers then, won that series, they would play Utah. The is Lakers they do they do it differently. No, so it would be. You had Utah win as the one, and then you have them play the – they're going to play the 4-5 winner. Okay, so they don't do it how they do in the NFL. No, no. Question. So um, the 4-5 is – Mavericks Clippers. Correct. So I think – all right, if that, that, that is all I needed right there. I think the, I think the championship game this – this is a big thing for me to say because I don't know what's going to happen tonight – I think it could be – it's either going to be Dallas and Portland or Dallas in the Suns. I think, I think Dallas gets it done, though. I do. I think Dallas gets there. And Dallas might be in the finals the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I mean, Luka Doncic has been on fire. I mean, he's a man possessed, you know. 
I, I, I mean, mean, the Clippers are – everyone thought the Clippers were going to be, you know, a championship contender. But, I mean, the Mavericks are just out there just blowing them out. I'm not blowing them out, but blowing them away and giving them – giving them. they're up 3-2 in that series. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very possible that, you know, they could definitely knock off the Clippers. And who knows after that? I mean, it'll be interesting to see as these teams start to get eliminated, especially in the West, because like we said, the East is already set. But, I mean, and it starts tonight – I mean, right now, actually, you have, you know, Denver playing Portland in a huge game. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, the Lakers-Suns tipping off later tonight. So by the time this podcast is published and people are listening, they're going to know whether or not the Lakers won game six. Yeah, it's going to be – oh, man. Like, I got to stay up for this game tonight even though I don't want to. I I, I think I, – I would love to see the Lakers win this game. I just don't know if they can get – if they can – no, I think if they win this game – I think they can easily go to Phoenix and win because that's – I mean, I don't think home court advantage isn't as big of a deal right now. But, oh, I would – I know I would love to see it. I would love to see a Game 7 Phoenix Lakers. I would because it's like the young versus the old. It really is. And I want to see LeBron make it to another finals. I, I don't know at this rate I want to see him play it, playing it, though, because I don't think anyone can – I mean, early on I said the Nets weren't even going to make the finals. And then, you know – the way it panned out, them getting Blake Griffin, them kind of just putting their team together, uh, they're dumb. I mean, they're dumb right now. It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Celtics had a, a bad injury late. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited for the rest of these playoffs. And this has actually been a more fun playoff to watch because you just you, – you, you already know, like, it's not just going to be the Lakers. It's not just going to be, you know, the Bucks on the Eastern Conference or whoever, you know, the Heat was obviously a fun game to be a part of last year, but this has been a really, really fun playoff series to watch, and I'm excited for the rest of it. Completely agree. We'll just have to see how it plays out, that's for sure. Yeah, so all right, I got a couple questions for you. You ready? Yep, ready to roll when you are. All right. Here's the here's the here's my first question. This is a would-you-rather fight one bear-sized duck or ten duck-sized bears. One, one bear-sized duck. <laughs> or ten, ten bear-sized duck. Duck-sized bears. Hmm. I mean, I think I got to go with the the ten duck-sized bear. No, I don't know. That seems those bears are kind of feisty, even that small. I got to go with the, the go. bear-sized duck. I think. I. See, I, I think I go, I go duck-sized bears. I just kick the shit out of them, as many as I can. Throw them off me. A a bear-sized duck with that beak coming at you. Oh my gosh! Now, do you win either one? Is the other question. (laughs) Do you have any weapons? No weapons. Yeah. See, then I think you probably take, like you said, the ten duck-sized bears because then at least you can, like you said somewhat manage them even though eventually you probably get overpowered by them but i mean, yeah, I, mean I think that, that... any anything that's bear sized i don't want to face yeah that that big yeah that big duck though yeah i don't think i'd want to mess with that either Oof. all right here's all right so that's one i got a few of these i'm gonna keep them rolling here here's another one would you rather talk like batman or talk like mickey mouse oh it's the rest be, of your life it's gotta be batman Hello. I mean, or, hi, how you doing today? I'm yeah, Mickey no. Mouse. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good impression. I got I got to go with Batman. I mean, that Mickey thing just it just wouldn't fly. At least with Batman, you know. I mean, he might sound like creepy at times, but you know, you wouldn't sound like a pedophile, I guess. So, so especially as an adult one, talking like him. Uh, I see. I I side I side on that. I don't think anybody wants to talk like Batman ever for the rest of their life, but. Here's one that this one actually bothers me to ask because I think you know who I am as a as a human being and how I don't like being dirty at all. But would you rather have bad body odor for the rest of your life or bad breath for the rest of your life? Oh man. I already know my answer and I'll go ahead and say it. I would rather have bad breath because body odor is my biggest fear in life. Like if I do anything, like I don't be wrong. I mean, I I I sweat a lot. I work out and do stuff in the yard. But I have to shower like immediately after because yeah, I, I mean, cannot stand the smell of body odor. Well, at least with the bad breath, I mean, it can't last all the time. I only say that because you're eating and drinking different things. So even if you're not like brushing your teeth or whatever, and you still have that lingering odor, I just feel like it can't be the constant bad odor the entire time. Whereas if you have just a bad body odor and you can't cover it up with any way and you're taking a shower and you're still smelling like shit, I mean, yeah. for one, too, and the bad breath thing, dude, just wear a mask. I mean, everybody's been wearing yeah. masks recently. I mean, I know now not anymore, really, but you can throw one on and, you know, people won't notice, I guess. Oh, my God. Here's the last one, and this is probably the funniest one. <laughs> Would you rather have shrimp for fingers or screaming nipples? I don't even know what the answer is. Well, at least you can cover. I mean, I guess you could cover the nipples up. I mean, how would that look? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think nipples. Yeah, cover them. What? Back my order is cover them up. Totally cover. I mean, just and everything. Oh my good. I, I'm gonna you rather can I start with that? Um, but I want to hop to a discussion since you're on the podcast about bourbon, and I want to start it out just by talking. You know, I got Mike pretty much. I got into bourbon, so I got into bourbon, and you know this: drinking American honey on ice. So wild turkey, American honey, not a real bourbon. It's actually a whiskey, just a flavored whiskey. Tastes like sugar honey. When you pour a bunch of ice in it, just chug it. You and I would sit in our basement, watch games, get drunk on that and pass out down there. That was literally what we would do on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And that's how I got started. I kind of got you started on that as well. Then, Then we started diving into bourbon. And then we got deep into bourbon, which is where we're at now. And we've actually taken a step back a little bit because it's just been so ridiculously hard to find lately. Um, and I didn't feel like losing any more money on bourbon, but just, just, just tell me right now, if there's any bottle you could get in the entire world, your hands on right now, any of it, what would it be? I have two. Hmm. Any bottle. I mean, I think I got to go with a Pappy just because, I mean, regardless of, you know, the, have you ever had any Pappy yet? I have not. And I know I've heard mixed signals, if you will, or mixed reviews, different things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if, if I'm 
able to pick one i mean it's hard to deny not i mean if you have one of those in your collection it just looks awesome i mean it's just hard to deny the bottle um and then i mean something you know i'd probably pick really anything from the buffalo trace antique collection i think you know really any of those i would you know. yeah i would say i i mean i would i have you know i have two gts i have george i have the 2020 gts i have the 2017 gts 2017 is mind-blowingly good um 2020 is good as well so obviously you know about me and the, and the unicorn chasing i chased a bottle and it turned out horribly um bell meat honey which <laughs> the lotto baby hey when's the, yeah, when's, when's the ohlq come out I, I heard tomorrow oh shit watch if you win a blanton's gold i'm gonna be pissed i just got one too dana got me one so. i know clutch on dana dude that was awesome she learned yeah. the whole thing yeah, yeah was she, she was like i need you to get me a bottle she gave me a price range i'm like i got you so but i think for for me i would have to say i mean you know you know how i am with william larue weller i really really want to get another bottle of that i just don't it's so they're so hard for me to crack because those are 13 to 1500 bottles on the secondary market so to crack a bottle that's that expensive was hard because you know me, I went through a couple of those. I sold them. I'm like, I can't hold on to these. They're too expensive. And, but they're amazing. Now, George T. Stagg, six, $700 bottle on secondary. They're good. I really liked them. I cracked them after getting rid of a couple. I made a promise to you, actually, that I would keep one. So yep. I would say William LaRue would be one of them. I, I mean, I've already had a fair share of chasing my unicorns. Old Forester Birthday Bourbon, uh, Bell Mead Honey. George C. Stag. Uh, the other one, and this is one I have never had, so I'm I don't want to chase it the way I chase Bellmead Honey. I really, really want a Weller single barrel. I really, really want that. I don't know why. So you know, when I started in Bourbon, I was not a big Weller fan at all, and now I swear by it, dude. Well, old, even Old Weller Antique, the one I didn't like in the beginning, Special Reserve Weller Antique, um, uh, foolproof, which I have now, dude. That bottle, I can't wait for you to come down and try it. It's legit. Yeah, that sounds yes. awesome. CYPB, which I've heard mixed mixed reviews on, um, the white label it looks sweet. I'd love to get my hands on that and single barrel. And well, I've had Weller. Weller twelve was the only letdown I think out of all of them. And everyone chases that bottle. It's full transparency. It's not worth it. Weller single barrel is one that I want to get my hands on. And I don't know. Have you? Did you see that before? Like I sent you a picture of it ever? Like seen it in the store? You mean? No, like heard about it. Because like the, I feel like just like a few months ago I found out about it. the Weller single barrel. Yeah, that orange label. Yeah, I've seen no, I've seen that orange label before. Like I've seen the pictures, never obviously in the store because you know Gee, you only get I red. Never even heard of it. You only get red and green uh, in Ohio, which I guess is better than most states. But that's really yeah. what we we see that all day, every day. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, I'm going I'm going bourbon hunting soon down in Kentucky, but I doubt I'll find anything like that. But yeah, those are mine. I'm really, really jacked about trying to get one of those, though. Um, my bourbon TikTok, I have a few friends on there who have it, and I'm going to try to trade them a sample of GTS or something for it, um, which is the thing to do, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about your Pappy. I mean, you know you know my thoughts on Pappy. I've had Pappy 15. I've had Old Rip. I've had Van Winkle Lot B. I've had Pappy 23 year. I think I've had all of them, but 20 year. And 23 year was good. 15 year was way better. Lot B was good, not great, and Old Rip was very, very overrated. I didn't like Old Rip at all. So, 
Yeah, I think uh, I. I mean, if you're gonna do it, if you ever find a pappy or you can get a pappy, that 15 year would be great. The thing is, is if you get it, it's gonna be through the lottery. So you, yeah. there's no way you don't keep that. I mean, it's 130 well, and, bucks. Yeah, and you don't have. I mean, most of the time when they do the lottery, it's not just you know. I mean, you're never gonna. Anytime you win any of the Ohio lotteries, you're not gonna turn down. I mean, you can buy any of those things. You're gonna win at retail. I mean, and then Dude, it's hard. Yeah. I know you can sell it. You can sell it secondary or trade it. You know, through a bourbon group or whatever. But really, you know damn well we're cracking that bell meat honey. Well, yeah. I mean, you got it. I mean, I just want it. I mean, and that's the 104 proof, not the 116. So totally different, I hear. And also, dude, you guys should come down there with us. We're doing a, like a little one to two night stay in, in Nashville when I pick it up. You guys should, when you are, should come. When are you going? Like late July, early August. So before, way before. Dana's due in September, right? Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. You guys should come with us. That'd be cool. Get, go go down there for a night or two. Be, our only problem is it's going to be like pretty a week or two after Linwood. But, um, yeah, we should try that. But, all right. Um, I mean, we'd, I'd love to talk Browns and Cleveland stuff with you, but we're just, there's not much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, they've had a, you know, hell of an off season, hell of a draft. I mean, it's exciting coming up, you know, OTA started up and he had some veterans. Miles was there. Some other guys report, you know, yeah, I mean, he did look Jack too. You know, you got a, you know, clowny looking Jack working out. You got a Jarvis Landry's been putting in work Baker, you know, Beckham Baker looks, looks good. Beckham yeah. looks good, you know. He's out running routes and stuff in the field and catching passes. So this team's going to be fun to watch, you know. And I know we're biased, but man, cannot wait for. Dude, why do you September. think I'm spending money to go to Kansas City? Like, I'm jacked. I'm yeah, terrified I mean, to go with your brother, but I'm jacked. <laughs> you, you, guys, you guys will have a fun time. Oh, we're going to have a blast. I know. Tell Dana to hold that baby in a little bit longer. You can come with us. But, yeah, really. Did I tell you that I, I told her that you guys were going, you know, that you and Zach were going to watch the Browns Chiefs game? And she's like, oh, why aren't you going? I go, no, I'm not going. She's like, well, you could go. Like, my mom can just come over that day. You know, one of our moms can come over and get help. And I go, well, I mean, it's kind of hard to go. to. It's in Kansas City. She's like, oh, I thought it was in Cleveland. I go, yeah, well, if it was in Cleveland, I'd for sure be going. But KC, Dude, KC with yeah. a week, one, week, one week old is not happening. No, just a little, just a little piece of advice. Don't, don't even. I mean, you, obviously, you're not doing it no matter what. But like when I, so Kelly got Kelly had an or Graham, like right during the rut for hunting, and like I was pushing my limits trying to get out there. Like not, I mean, like the, yeah, Kelly was like, yeah, you can go, you can go, do whatever you want, you have fun, go do it. No, it's not worth it because she may say that now, it's going to be regrettable when it comes down to it. So. And plus, we're going for two nights, you know, like, we're going to try to experience Kansas City while we're there, so I heard it's an amazing city. Yeah, you guys um, will. That'll be awesome. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, we're going to get into our Mount Rushmore of snacks to eat after 10 p.m. I am super jacked for this because I have a list that's very, very, it's going to be a lot of uncommon ones that you may or may not just laugh at, um, but I'm going to let you go with number one remember we can't have repeaters okay best snacks to eat after now are we just talking about things that would be like at your house or in the pantry nope. thing or oh, we're talking any what, okay whatever you want to get i'm talking taco bell at one o'clock in the morning if that's okay. on the list all right so best thing to eat after 10 o'clock 
I'm giving you the. I'm giving you number one. So. Number one, I am taking the Galley Boy from Swanson's. Let's go. <laughs> yes, but I like the cold Galley Boy that we put in the oven after. Yeah, I mean those are good too, but I mean galleys are always good. Uh, that's God, that's why I had to. That's why I had to ask you: Is it something that's at your house already, or like a pantry type of thing, or is it no? And any you know you can go drunk out and get it type of thing. Drunk, yeah, exactly. Just as good. Yeah, yeah. got to go galley boy number one. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with my number one choice here, and this this will never change. And this is drunk or not after ten o'clock, leftover spaghetti. I don't know why it hits different when it's cold. Like you grab a you grab some of those noodles, you mix in that sauce, and you just pound it, dude. I've gone through. I've had a normal plate of you know spaghetti with you know a nice salad and then like a garlic bread and then later i have like four more helpings because i just grab a fork and just go to town i mean there's there's zero chance like and that's why you make so much because you make one pound of pasta and you serve the whole neighborhood yeah i mean it's impossible though you eat one box like is like 100 meals so oh man i go i go i go spaghetti all day every day that's my no that's i mean that's my number one food whenever now i i can't sleep after that because you know it kicks in my bad habits and that actually it triggers my restless leg syndrome believe it or not talk to a doctor about it he goes yeah food is a big trigger for that so um but yeah that's definitely mine on that but what do you got number two well, I'm just trying to recover from that being your top pick. I would have, if you would have given me a hundred guesses for you, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they're not in order, but that is my number one. Oh, I, either way. All right. So my number two is going to be chips and it, like specifically like yeah. kettle cooked potato chips with like hell of a good or French onion dip, man, those are, those are just oh, delicious. I just picked up some kettle chips today. Oh, kettle cooked, man. And then if you get like the French mm-hmm. onion dip i mean i like the hell of a good personally but any of those man i mean the chips by themselves are great but dude you dip those that's a hell of a combination so that's my number two yeah you can't beat beat that that's a great pick that is and just to clarify with mine the only spaghetti sauce which is the real sauce is carfagna's pasta sauce i used to be a big prego guy and then i started having carfagna's totally different dude totally different 100% 100% better. Are you but plugging? I them like in, that. Are you plugging them in the podcast, hoping to get some sauce sent over? That's our that's our sponsor, dude. No, I got, I dude, I have enough sauces to feed an army in there. Because every time I go to Kroger, I pick 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 one up of the <laughs> vodka and the pasta. Um, and they got this sauce. It's uh, I forget what it's called, but they have like little tiny meatballs in it in the sauce. Oh, it's legit, dude. Yeah, Crafani is the official sponsor of the podcast tonight, even though they don't know that. Um, no, man, it's legit. They're open, dude. I didn't tell you this. Sorry, off topic. They're opening. Um, so you've probably driven on players. You see Carfagna's restaurant on yeah. the left. Not very big, just a normal little place. Probably seats like, you know, it's decent, not horrible. You know, there's a bar and stuff. They're opening, I don't know if I told you this, on Gemini, which is right off of Polaris. They're opening this ridiculous store that is all because their store is in like a, in, off of Dublin Granville. It's not in a great area. And then the restaurant is up here. They're, they're bashing both of those and opening a restaurant with a store attached with a liquor store and a bourbon bar. Wow. What? Dude, I'm never leaving. I'm going to gain that's, so much weight. That sounds awesome. Dude, think about it. Like, get off work, 4 or 5 o'clock, run over, have a couple bourbons. Mm, guess I need to get some food, bash some pasta, grab <laughs> a pizza. Oh, my gosh. It's over for me. Like, I don't even care. I admit that. Like, I'm going to get fat. I just lost weight. I'm going to get fat. So, that's all right. All right. 
No. All right. So I'm going to go with my number two on this. Um, this will be another funny one. Ritz crackers and Nutella. Oh my gosh. Right. Sounds good. I mean, that, that, that sounds good, but man, again, dude, the sweet and salty. I know, man. Oh, I tried to think outside of the box because this is legitimately stuff that I eat. Like yeah. this is what I eat. This is what I like to eat at night. Like I'll go in the pantry looking for stuff. And that's what I find. And I remember trying this combination a couple of years ago. I tried graham crackers, Nutella, definitely good was missing something rich crackers and nutella oh my gosh you take two rich crackers you just dip it in get a big hunk of nutella probably seven thousand calories and that alone worth every second dude it's so good highly highly recommend interesting pick mm-hmm. I'm, I'm killing it with these man all right you're up three all right so my third pick i'm going to go with i love I really think gyros. I love gyros late night. Euros. Euros. Euros, gyros. Oh, actually, I don't know what it is. It gyros. I, say, I say gyros. But either way, I, euro, gyro. I mean, dude. Like, wow, that's a random pick. Well, we do have, we have, a place, we have a place over here. Euro, gyro is the name of it. And there's a few other places. But um, Remember that bourbon just, bar you wanted to go to? Opa? Oh, yeah, yeah. In Delaware? They have apparently the best euros in Ohio. That's, yeah yeah i don't know there's so, something about like that with the cut like that and like the side of fries or whatever they cut that you, know, you can get with it and that's mm-hmm. that's just a great it's a great drunk food used to have it in college and have, i think we need to have then. that next time i come up bro when we oh, go yeah. up for this birth of this baby mm. yeah we should mm-hmm. get that it's good stuff that's happening all right so for me uh i'm trying to stick to my truth here so, I mean, there's really, you know, and it's for me, it, it's tough to say these out loud because like they do, like it makes me not be able to sleep, but you can't beat cold pizza at night. Yeah. So pizza. walk it's in hard, there. It's grab, hard to top pizza. Yeah. Oh, at any time of the day, really, you can just grab a grab and bash. But um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big pizza guy and I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but I, I, you grab a slice after, you know, eating Friday night, you grab go in there, grab a couple more pieces before you go to bed. Done deal. I'm all for the pizza train. Pizza any day mm-hmm. of the week is good. Mm-hmm. So to top, to top my Mount Rushmore, I mean, I got to go with the OG of drunk food, Taco Bell. I mean, it's just... Taco Bell? My go-to order, chicken quesadilla, crunch wrap supreme, cheese gordita crunch. That's like my yeah. big three for uh, TB. Can't beat it. I mean, and again, yeah. that would that would be a... Before, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those, I could eat Taco Bell during the day. Like, it doesn't need to be. Most people think, oh, it's just a drunk food or like a late night food. But I know that's why we're doing the Mount Rushmore. But I would eat it any time, mm-hmm. any, time any day of the week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you already know where I'm heading with this because I'm the biggest ice cream person in the world. So I'm going to go, I'm not, I'm not just going to go any, any certain, or just ice cream in general. I'm going to give two different options. I'm going to go black raspberry chocolate chip which is the staple from graders, the best ice cream probably on the planet. Um, I'm actually going to give a fifth because I got to give one out, but this, this is on the same level as Galley boy after this, but um, yes, I just said that graders that, but my other one is Briars homemade vanilla with uh, vanilla Oreo thins. Those white are like the golden, I'm sorry, golden Oreo thins with little tiny marshmallows and caramel sauce. That's oh, how damn. serious I am. That's how serious I am. The tiny marshmallows harden up a little bit. They're amazing. That's legit. 
No kidding. So for my fifth, I got to take you here sometime because it's that good. It's in, down by where we're at this wedding. It's called the Big Bow. It is the dumbest. It's a breakfast sandwich, essentially, but you can get it any time of the day. It's at a gas station. It has a hash brown, sausage, eggs, bacon, um, and pepper jack cheese. That one's actually called the Big J, but the Big Bow is a little different. But, dude, so we were at this wedding for Max, and I was sitting there talking. He sat inside a group of, group of people with all of his old high school and college friends. They were hilarious. They were nuts. But I was talking to one of them, and he's like, yeah, you guys are going to get big bows after this. I'm like, I don't know. Kelly's never had one, though. He freezes. This is before we were served dinner. So I'll be right back. Walks over to his, like, dad, who I guess is, like, a co-owner or something. And shout out to Brady Dieters for this. But he comes back. He goes, I got you a big bow and a BJ on the way. Kelly's going to try them. And I, we bashed them, dude, on the way home. Like, bashed them. You don't understand how good these are. Like, uh, and you got to think like, it's so weird to have it. It's a heart attack in a freaking, you know, pack, but uh, I can't wait to get you one one day. That does sound delicious. Yeah. And it's dumb. I mean, it's not like your typical, like going to, you know, RB or not Arby's, but uh, Tim Hortons or McDonald's. Like this is the biggest sandwich you'll see. Like Kelly took a bite of it in front of everyone. And she was like, okay, this is legit. So nice. The, pe- yeah, awesome. the pepper jack cheese. Oh, you can't beat it. But yeah, that, that gives my five. I know I threw a fifth out there. You got a fifth. I'll let you have a fifth if you want it. Man, caught me off guard. I was only prepared for uh, four. That's all right. You can just do four. You can just do four. I think we that was probably the best best Mount Rushmore rundown because we had very different options. We did. Like, yeah, you know what? I, I will throw a fifth in there, I guess. Like fried chicken and JoJo's, like the JoJo fries, which mm-hmm. I know are more of a Northeast Ohio thing. I don't know about down there and worldwide because I know – we got all the different countries listening to us right now, but, uh, you know, jo- <laughs> Jojo fries, you know, the big thick potato wedges, if you will, we call them Jojo's up here, man, those yeah. like deep fried and hot with like fried chicken or like drumsticks, you know, oh man, mm. it's good stuff. We got a few places up here that are good with that too, but that would be my other pick. You know, it'd be another one for me. It's just wings. Yeah. General. I mean, that kind of fits in that. Ca- I mean, yeah, it's not quite that, but yeah, that same just. That fried chicken, I mean, it's just good. Wings. Gosh. Yeah, it's, can't beat it. Man, I'm hungry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to door dash some food at 9.30 at night to watch the rest of this game. I'm but, sure you are. Uh, well, that about does it here. Uh, under an hour, which is pretty rare. It's probably because Max wasn't giving me all the stats, and I was just winging it. Yeah, so... Max, Max would still be reading the, the fucking NBA standings right now. Like, dude, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> Oh my god! Nah, I'm kidding. Oh. I feel bad. I shouldn't. I shouldn't take a shot at him. But hey, he's on his honeymoon. Whatever. He doesn't care. Well, he shouldn't care. Lost last night. No, I'm just kidding. No, I love me some Max. I'm happy for him. Um, he's enjoying. He's actually. I think. What are they? Six hours behind us. I think there. So he's probably sitting down to have dinner or something. Maybe. I'm not even. He's probably just sitting on the beach, just relaxing, having a good honeymoon. Hell yeah. But, um. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on, buddy. We had a fun podcast tonight. Um, it was very last minute. Uh, thanks a lot to Travis Williams for bailing on me. I don't, you know, pretty pretty expected. Mike, you were the second choice. Sorry, buddy. Um, uh, I, if I would have <laughs> known that, I wouldn't have come on, but whatever. Hey, man. No, Travis at the wedding, he's like, hey, I'll do it with you this week. I was like, all right, cool. Thanks, man, because he knew Max was out. I didn't even, like, ask him, but I was excited because he's been on this before. And then I text him, down, I'm like, hey, you still good? And he's like, no, I can't. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, so I was going to make sure. I'm... Go ahead. No, go. 
Now you go. Now you go. No, you go. No. So I was on this once before, but I was on that disaster episode of a train. That, that was happened, a disaster. So. Did I even post it? I don't even think I did. Funny thing is, I didn't. I didn't like publish it at all, and I had like second or third most listens. Yeah, all I know like, is this that is one, horrible. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, all I know is whoever that one dude was, he was taking a shit the, during the thing. I saw it on the video. <laughs> he was on the steps. Dude, I yeah, wait, man. I he was on the fucking. Guys. He was on the John, dude. He was not. <laughs> he was not on the steps. And then, like, I could hear every word I was saying. It was horrible. Uh, it was a train him, wreck. We just told him to get some headphones. I mean, it, it was, but it's it sucked because it was like one of the best content wise. We've ever had. I don't know if you guys heard that. Walter's over here yawning and looking at me like he's mad at me. Yeah, I heard but, that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Mikey Boy, for coming on. Amped up. Representing yes. on this podcast, Amped Up Sports. Aaron, Michael, Pisani, Poli. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for coming on. Tune in next week as usual. Like, share, subscribe, and follow. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace. Right. Shout out to Drew. Drew, baby. All right. Later.